0: Good afternoon, good morning, wherever, whenever you guys are listening to this. Here we are again at the Mojak Fishing Series podcast. We are very glad that you have joined us. I've got Joshua Booth with us today. Josh, how are you again? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing very well. Um, we got a show lined out. Take care of some side stuff before we go, and then we'll get right into it with our special guest. Again, thanks for joining us, guys. Glad that you're here. If you have not listened to the first episode i I got to talk to Josh about moyak and 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 what it is and where it's come from. He has done a great job of uh, building this uh, tournament series and can't say enough and and just appreciative of, of that so if you have not listened to that episode please go back check it out listen to it it'll it'll be on our our platforms we're gonna be on. But, yeah, check it out. Josh has a wealth of knowledge, especially if you're looking at getting signed up or just joining or anything like that. We, we covered quite a bit on that first episode. And, Josh, thanks for being on that
1: first episode with us, man. Hey, thanks, man. It was a lot of fun. I look forward to seeing where this podcast goes. I think it's going to be a great thing for the MoYak community and for all anglers in Missouri, and this is awesome. Let's do it. Yeah, man, I completely agree. I mean, I think this is just one way for
0: MoYak anglers to get their name out there. And, and, you know, start it out. You know, you, you've been doing this for a while, and and I know you've, you've probably seen the start. It's probably the
1: hardest, but um, getting your name out there and getting involved, um, I mean, I think it pays off. Yeah, it definitely does. And, you know, being able to share your experiences and share your success is a big deal. Of course. You know, this. these
0: episodes will release a little later than we're recording them, but today uh, we just heard word from the governor, Josh.
1: What do you have to say about that? Uh, well, yeah, it looks like the governor has issued some new set of orders. that's going to put us on a stay at home status for the next until uh, April 24th, I believe. So I, I did some looking into it and checking and, you know, basically this is just a common sense order of stay home. If you don't, you don't have to be anywhere else and avoid other people. Uh, it specifically says in the ordinance that or the orders that, you can go out for recreational activities. So you can go fishing, you can go hiking, you can go hunting. Those things are still going on. Just, just be smart about it. Try to stay away from people. Just use common sense. That's that would be my biggest suggestion. Um, everything's going forward as far as Moyak goes. We're not canceling anything. We're not spending anything at this time. Just asking everybody to be conscious of what's going on. Uh, it looks like this thing just keeps growing, so this or the situation just keeps growing. So let's just be mindful of that, take precautions, and you know, there's nothing wrong with going out and fishing, but let's just let's just avoid other people in the process and be safe. Yeah, definitely, we gotta you know protect ourselves. Yeah, it is. I mean, we I mean, it means seems like the situation changes every day, so we just gotta keep adapting with it, but. I mean, as it stands right now, it looks like this new order is going to affect businesses more than it does individuals. Uh, A lot of places, including Joplin and Springfield, and you know, they've already been on a a shut or a a somewhat lockdown for a while now. So this is, this is not much of a change and I don't think it's reason for any panic, but everybody just still needs to take precautions. But, as far as that affects us and Mo Yak and our tournaments, we're we're still we're still good to go. That's
0: awesome to hear. Well, uh, Josh, we've got a special guest with us, and this guy's a stud. He's he's done really great lately, and uh, it's part of why we're bringing him on here. He is a member of Mo Yak, but his success has come outside of Moyak, which is very exciting to see. I'm sure, Josh, you know you know how exciting it is to uh, be successful outside of Moyak, and this guy has done great lately.
1: Yeah, he's in the Bassmaster Trails. He's come. He's on fire right now. He's really making a name for himself, and, I mean, people that fished last year know in Moyak, too, he made a run for that Angler of the Year in Moyak as well. I imagine he's going to make a run for it this year, too. Our guest has
0: 43 total tournaments on X. Who knows how many boats or other tournaments um, he has that he's been involved in. Um, he has five second-place finishes. He has three first-place finishes. His personal best bass, which I believe he just caught it a couple weeks ago, is 22 and a half inches. He has a large mouth. He has finished fifth in the Huck Bass National Tournaments for Logan Martin, Logan Martin and Lake Fork. So fifth place in both spots. I'd like to welcome our guest, uh, Lance Burris. Thanks for coming on, man. Lance, how are you?
2: Thanks for having me. Doing great, man.
0: Just let's let's tell me about you. How, who you are, Lance? Where you're from? You know what? What do you got going on? What do you consider your home lake? Uh, just, I mean, tell us tell us about yourself, man.
2: Uh, so I grew up at uh, Lake of the Ozarks. Uh, I live in Camdenton, uh, Missouri. So I kind of grew up on the kind of bath boat world. Uh, my parents have them rented down here. And so I got into doing some kayak or doing some tournament fishing pretty early, but uh, yeah, just, it's always been kind of my passion to just fish, whether it's a tournament or just going out of the water about any time. Uh, I mean, it's just kind of about all you can do around here.
0: <laughs> so Lake of the Ozark would be considered your home lake? Uh, Yeah. That's cool, man. So, have you, have you grown up in Camdenton? Is that where you're, you're from originally?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I grew up here in um, actual little town called Sunrise Beach, which everybody asks where the beaches, and there isn't one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I live in Camden now. So, after we'll really just call, it, I live at Lake the Ozarks because everything to, to me is pretty well, just wraps around the entire lake and that's pretty where sure
0: you are cool man so starting out you know fishing from a bass boat i mean what what got you into kayak fishing what what was the uh was there a certain moment that you're like you know what forget the bass boat I, i'd much rather be in a kayak or i mean what what started it out for you
2: um i actually kind of got into it with my uh brother-in-law mike Kiefer. he actually got me I've always kayak fished, but I'm, he got me into the first kayak tournament. And that was on a, on a river in the o series. Um, but that kind of got me hooked on there. Just knowing I can compete and it kind of has everybody on a equal playing field. Just being able to be kind of limited to what you're, what you can do on the water. Uh, just built there's some, um, uh, tournaments out of bascoats and stuff, some local stuff uh, with my brothers and dad and stuff like that, but uh, just being able to be on the kayak is just it was something so different that you didn't have to have $80,000 to really get out there to compete. Entry fees are cheaper. Uh, just all the costs altogether is kind of made it a lot easier and um everybody seemed a little more friendlier actually too
0: <laughs> well, cool man that's awesome so when you first started out i mean um, what were you fishing out of
2: um i first started out in the tournaments out of a vibe i was in a seaghost 110 and it did pretty good for me uh, just getting into it it was a pretty affordable platform um and then I got a chance to get into a bona fide, uh, ss 127 now. Um, had a guy, it was he was kind of in with the the company, he was a rep for him, and kind of saw how I was doing some tournaments and asked if I wanted to try one out, and that's kind of how I got into one. And it just kind of also led me into getting uh, the bona fide now, too, so... That uh, that helped that quite a bit also.
0: I'm sorry, you're gonna to have to say that again. You broke up really bad.
2: No, um, yeah, being in Bonafide kind of got me on the team fide also. They uh, saw how I did with the, a couple of placements in the the bass tournaments and asked me how or, or asked me why I wasn't on the Bonafide team yet. I told him nobody asked me. He goes, "Welcome to the Bonafide team." <laughs> I didn't realize I was talking to the sales rep, sales manager of, uh, of Bonafide when I was down there at Classic.
0: Wow. That's cool, man. That's that's exciting to hear. So fishing out of the Bonafide now, how is that platform for you? I mean, what is, what do you like about it?
2: Uh, I can do anything I want in it. I can be on the river. I can be on the lake. It can handle five, six foot chop easy. Uh, it's stable, but not too wide. and It's not too heavy. I can manage it by myself. And it's just, to me, it feels like the perfect fishing platform that I can add anything I want to it and it's in the perfect spot. So it's better than all around. I mean, I have no complaints about it. Yeah. I don't know if I could be in another, any other kayak just based off of, uh, the way it is and. Coming out of vibe going to there is like, um, well, it kind of felt like I was back on the bass boat again. <laughs> Just looking at stability.
0: Lance, how long have you been fishing in MoYak? Uh,
2: my first year was uh, 2018. So, it's been my third year.
0: Third year in MoYak, and we've been doing this for five years. So, you're, you're almost, uh, you know, you're only two years behind from starting from the beginning. Um, I mean, how is, what is MoYak for you? What is, I mean, have you enjoyed it? Have you, I mean, what is it for you?
2: I enjoy it. I like, uh, I like just having kind of a local, local group of guys that you can always talk to and, uh, run into people here and there. And I mean, it's, I like the competition. I've always been competitive and just every year. I feel like I can come in compete a little harder and see if I can of course be out uh Norman. <laughs> but that looks like it's gonna be a little tough this year too.
0: <laughs> yeah, Dorman, yeah, he had a great year last year. He he
1: did very well. Yep. Yeah, he did. And there's some really good sticks in Mobiac too. Mm-hmm. I mean you, you got Rich McMichael, Mel Ash. I mean there's like three or four, maybe five of us that are you
2: know top fifty and k b f rankings last year, yeah, they're gonna be a tough crowd,
0: yeah, it should be a really good year,
1: so let's talk
0: about bass, let's talk about Logan martin and lake fork um let's i mean start off with Logan Martin. How was that for you and and how was that experience and uh, walk us through it man
2: uh it was an awesome experience. <laughs> So I like going to places where I've never been before. It's just like putting a puzzle together and when I got there, of course, everything was high water, lots of rain, cold, it wasn't prime fishing conditions. So I wasn't really sure what was going to happen, but I pretty much did some hard pre-fishing and just ruled out places I wasn't going to go during tournament day. So, that uh, kind of led me into, I found one spot that I caught fish in, all the other places I didn't. So, I went back to that one spot and just fished it hard, covered a lot of, lots of water. Um, it was, uh, it was quite the experience. Yeah.
0: What would you, com- what would you compare Logan Martin to as far as Missouri lakes? I mean, is there something... Comparable?
2: Um, I kind of compare it. I mean, it, to me, it felt like you mixed Table Rock with Lake the Ozarks because it was kind of shaped the, the same as Lake the Ozarks, kind of a, a river path with lots of, lots of docks and houses. Uh, but it had, had kind of the same feel as uh, Table Rock minus the Rocks. <clears throat> and structure and stuff it was pretty well uh kind of hard to explain there wasn't there was a few, uh, few rocks but it was just hard to hard to find something that was defined so
1: yeah it was pretty tough there what was the water temperature where you're fishing and what lure did you rely on to to get on that big stage
2: um so I went to go find some muddy water, uh, water temp I found was anywhere from 40, about 45 to 49, um, is what I had, I had found that was working for me. Um, the water was, you couldn't see down three inches about the second your, your lures in the water disappeared. So I threw on a black and blue, uh, chatter had a cream pumpkin, uh, just crawl a trailer on it and just went to casting. Uh, also it's pretty good luck with, uh, just a black and chartreuse square bill. Uh, just anything that was visible, but it did have to have black in it. Uh, that was one thing I found, especially up there, but yeah, I was, I basically hit the, the most river portion of the, the lake you could find and the flow was going about three to four mile an hour. So that made it interesting. And if you,
1: I think that's an understatement. I <laughs> think it was a little bit more than that. You were fishing in a flash flood, man. Yeah. I don't know how you pulled it off, dude. That was ridiculous.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, it was some sketchy fishing. <laughs> there was a dodging about 20 foot long trees coming down the river beside you. I got tagged at the end of the kayak with one of them. I wasn't, didn't think it was going to come over and get me when i was busy fishing
1: (laughs) i know and to think that you pulled uh you know a a a fifth place stringer out of that flash flooded muddy rolling nasty oh it's just unbelievable dude i would i went there and looked at that spot and i was like man there's no way there's no way you can you can't even get out in there with a motor let alone catch a fish and yet you go out there and jack a big stringer man that was awesome dude kudos for that
2: Yeah, it it was fun. The best part I liked about it was it was the only place I had completely by myself. There was not a single other kayak up there. I bet nobody else wanted to die. (laughs) When we launched, there was about eight to ten other people. I went upstream, they all went down. And a couple guys that were there uh, told me that they were floating so fast that they didn't think they could fish it very good. Which I guess is why I found them on the way down, also.
0: And and if I remember right, Lance, didn't you post a picture of a kitchen sink floating down that part of the river?
2: <laughs> nah, I, I didn't get to see the kitchen sink. It was uh, it might as well have been. There was about everything else that came down that river. I don't know how many basketballs and footballs I saw go down?
0: <laughs> that's that's crazy, man. Just as. Just to hear that, how fast that water's moving. You're just, I mean, what, what is it that, I mean, I'm assuming you have a motor on your kayak, what, what helped you stay in that spot or in that area?
2: So I run a Torquedo, uh, 403 with, the um, on foot steer. And I know approval for a fact that if I had anything besides a foot steering, I would not have been able to fish there. You had to make some pretty quick maneuvers with your feet while you're fishing and try to dodge stuff and keep that boat in line. But it's the only thing I know that was pushing me fast enough. I could go upstream and be able to control it too.
0: So while you're playing dodgeball, you're fishing at the same time, is what you're saying?
2: Yeah, I could – about the best way I could put it is if I wanted to fish a bank, I had to make the – the motor go just a little bit slower than the the current was, and dodge the things coming down as I was slowly floating backwards, as, so I could fish the bank.
0: Sounds like you definitely earned fifth place.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a workout.
0: So coming from Logan Martin, headed to Lake Fork. Any similarities? Anything uh, resembling each other, or was Lake Fork completely opposite for you?
2: Um, I knew I wasn't going to find the river aspect of it. Uh, I've been on Lake Fork once before. And so I, I felt like I had kind of an idea, uh, sort of felt like I has going to come in as the underdogs. I know there's been some guys that were sitting there for a week, two weeks pre-fishing prior and just had things lined up. Just the hardcore guys that do this full time. And so I just, did what I would do and take two days of pre-fishing and go fish about as hard as I can uh try five or six different places and just rule out what's not working and so where did
0: you I mean what did you find your bite on it at, at Lake Fork was it I mean did you have one pattern or um, was it kind of just you know something that showed up you know during the day on tournament day it's
2: the first day of pre-fishing I caught uh Well, I knew personal best as far as weight, that was a 7'4", but that didn't help me at all because it was just a fish randomly searching for bait. (laughs) I had nothing else to back up why I caught it and where it was. Uh, So, day two pre-fishing, I went to a completely opposite part of the lake. I tried to find colder water because I was in water temps that were anywhere from 67 to 73 degrees. And I felt that it was already past the spawn. So I went and found some cooler water that was actually a little bit clearer. And it f- didn't matter what I cast in that water. On the second day of pre-fishing, I caught fish. It was, I was catching fish on top water, uh, lipless, uh, chatter baits, spinner baits, crank baits, jerk bait, everything. <laughs> and so I, I just decided I'd go back there and just see if I could make something happen. It just seemed to be a pretty popular place for what I found out on the the morning of tournament day. So basically it was a race to this one little branch and got there and the pattern was not there at all. It was, they had completely moved, which I knew where I'd found them in the trees. If they weren't there, they're going to be moving up to the bank. And that's what they did overnight. They had actually moved up to the bank to where they could start spawning and so i just started throwing about everything at them um caught one 20 incher on a brush hog um, and then later on when the sun popped out about 11 o'clock they had uh switched to top water and so i was throwing a white crocker gator uh, head knocker buzzbait and we had some fairly darker kind of murkier water because the wind was picking up And it was pulling those big fish out of the grass. So I'd run that grass line and they're just coming out and eating it. And that's when I caught that 22 and a half on it.
0: So when, you know, coming into Lake Fork, I mean, were you wanting um, them to be spawning? Was it kind of like a, hey, I really hope they're spawning because then um, they might be easier to catch? Or were you kind of just, I mean, how did that play out before you even got there?
2: Um, I kind of fear the water tent being down Southern like that. It, it'd been about ready for them, but from all the pre-fishing I did, I didn't feel like they were there because where I felt they should have been, they weren't, or at least I wasn't getting bites and I never saw a bed. Uh, everywhere I was too murky. So I just went down and just went to pre-fishing and <laughs> ruling out water again. So it was, a. Uh, it was not quite as I expected, but I did get to watch a 20-incher within about 30 minutes of the end of the tournament, uh, jumping, spit my last buzzbait.
0: Oh, man. I bet that was hard. Yeah, that
2: was second place.
0: <laughs> so, Logan Martin, Lake Fork, you finished fifth. I mean, you've got to be very excited about how you did and... Is this your uh? Is this your first year traveling to tournaments? Tournaments like this, besides um, MoYak, or have you been doing this for a couple years? Or
2: I fished the KBF National Championship last year. Um, the year before that, I'd fished the TOC on Lake Fork, and that's my two only out of state tournaments. I guess you'd call it. So. Um, I felt like maybe I can go out there and just kind of want to see how I could stack up against all these guys that have been doing it for quite a while and kind of the we call it household names and kayak fishing. Yeah,
1: I think you've been doing a pretty good job of that. I, I would like to ask you a question about how it felt to be on the big stage at, the, for, at representing kayak anglers at the Bassmaster Classic at Logan Martin. There were only, t- there were only 10 people that got to do that. And that was the first time this has ever happened. And I, I mean, I, I am so jealous, dude. That had to have been amazing. Uh, can you talk about that experience a little bit?
2: Yeah, that was uh, kind of nerve wracking, but it was it was pretty awesome too. It's, uh, I got to see kind of the whole behind the, the scene stage. And I mean, it was, we were getting pictures taken everywhere. It was, uh, it was a pretty pretty awesome experience, especially going up there, not knowing what position you're in. So they still left a surprise for us and not just knowing where you're going to be. So, uh, I like how they did that, but I mean, it's, I think the way they did it, it worked out right. And I think next year, uh, being the second time that they'll have it with the classic, it'll be, I think they'll have it put a little bit, a little more together. Um, I think it'll get even more publicity, as far as being the second time with them.
1: Yeah, I think next year, I mean, next year technically will be the first ever kayak Bassmaster National Championship. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I'm excited too. I think they're going to hit it out of the park, and I can't wait for it, man. It's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm glad we're going to be there, dude.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. I can wait to see what I what, uh, like they're going to put it on.
0: So, uh, Logan Markin, Lake Fork, um, have you, I mean, have you fished any other tournaments outside of Missouri besides those two this year?
2: Uh, not this year. No, those are the only two I got into. Um, I If everything does work out and they figure out how to have it, um, I'll be at the uh, Lake Chickamauga in Tennessee. Uh, that's supposed to be at the end of May. So hopefully things kind of straighten out a little bit or they find a way of continue to have it. and But it's still a little early to to know.
0: Besides Lake Chickamauga, what else do you have going on this year besides uh, MoYak Tournament?
2: Um, of course, got the uh, KBF uh, National Championship that will be in the fall. Um, hopefully plan on competing in the um, all American, um, trying to think about what else I had that was, uh, most of everything else I kind of kept it open to, to make sure I could fish all the MOAC, but whenever the, um uh, Bassmaster tournaments came out, I kind of decided I was going to fish at least four of them just to kind of guarantee my way into the, the classic. And I also wanted to do a little traveling, too, just so I could kind of see how I compete with these guys.
0: So let's talk about the uh, the national championship. And, and Josh, uh, I mean, feel free to chime in at any point on this as well. Um, how do you guys feel about it being in the fall? Does it really affect you guys? Is it just a different time of the year? Do you think it will affect the, the fishery? Um, I mean, what do you guys – how do you guys feel about that?
2: I kind of like it in the fall. Um, I feel that it will, with it not being as pressured uh, this spring, because I, I heard that lake was kind of pressured pretty hard already. Anyways, I think it's going to make an awesome fall bite. Plus, it's close to all these tournaments were put together in March and April, my family feels better about it. <laughs> so, it's not near the amount of traveling um, I've had to do here recently
1: yeah i think the bite's gonna be just as good in october as it would be in april um, you're probably looking at a little less traffic i mean gunnersville is a lake that gets pounded anyway so but i'm actually i'm actually excited about it i i think it being later in the year actually plays a little bit more to my advantage so i'm ready for it i am bring it on
0: I have uh, personally never been to a KBF national championship and I, and I want to go and my hope is that I can qualify for next year. But I mean, what is that experience to you guys? What is it like being there? Um, Lance, you have said you've been to one and Josh, I think you've been to a couple. Um, Lance, I mean, what's it like?
2: Uh, There's a lot of people. (laughs) Of course, go only going to one. I don't really have another one to base it off of, but I think they put it on pretty good. Um, they really pump up the event. Uh, they have a pretty good expo with it. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how many people, uh, that we're going to have in this one compared to what they had last time, only on one lake instead of five different lakes or five different bodies of water. Um, but I think that'll. That'll just make it a little more competitive uh, instead of out of sheer luck.
1: Yeah, the whole multiple lake thing was was kind of strange for a, a national championship, but it did throw a a new you know a new loop on things. But for for this year, us being on Gunnersville in October, man, that's that's going to be pretty cool. And i I think the KVS got a lot of surprises they haven't even announced yet. That or I've heard a few rumors floating around, but it, it's gonna the the national championship this is going to be my fourth one and it's it it's it is the show of all shows i mean it's it may not be the most elite of elite tournaments for the greatest of the greats but it it still is the big show and no one can debate that and so i i know that everything got set back this year with uh you know with the state of affairs with this virus thing but I think Chad's gonna, you know, pull something out pretty cool and and we'll see it on Gunnersville. I mean, first place is seventy five thousand dollars. She right. I mean that's pretty nice right there.
2: I'll right with that.
1: Yeah. I mean it's it's gonna be I mean, the the video coverage, I mean, they're gonna be doing a lot of live footage. I I I really think that if the if this whole situation with the virus hadn't happened just now, then that the national the KBF national championship on Gunnersville that should be going on right now would have blown everyone's mind and been one of the greatest kayaking events of all time. And I'm not just saying that because I'm all supporting KBF. I'm supporting kayakers, but I just I know a few things and I, I just know that I think that they'll recover and this will be a great event come. September.
0: Personally, I've never been to the national championship. Lance, you've been there once, and and Josh, you've been there four years now. I mean, would you guys recommend it to a – I mean, say somebody joins MoJAC this year, qualifies, would you recommend them going to it, Uh, whether they – you know, how advanced or not advanced they are? Would you say,
1: hey, if you've got the money and the time that you should be there? Yeah, I would definitely – I mean, whenever I first started out in it, that was really all there was. There was the the TOC and the national championship. I mean, and the TOC's kind of merged into the All-American now. So now you got the national championship and the All-American. So, yeah, I mean, you're talking like 700 guys. I mean, you know, TV crews, two-day, three-day coverage. I mean, it's, I think last year, I, I don't quote me on this, but I think it was like over a quarter million dollars in payouts last year. I mean, it's, it's the biggest event in kayak fishing.
0: Lance, what was it like
2: for you? Yeah, it was, uh, something on a that large a scale. I mean, it was, I'm pretty competitive, but just being able to get out there and, and know that I was part of uh, one of the championships it was uh, pretty awesome
1: Thanks. yeah I guess I should have mentioned that I forgot to mention that a good point Lance I mean just what I said it's like the biggest event I mean just being there is, is awesome just being a part of it you know you can go out there and skunk and yeah that kind of sucks but just being there is really cool being part of the experience is really cool
2: I come back with a lot of cool pictures and just pretty good memory and I got to meet a lot of guys that I would have never met before uh, if it wouldn't have been for that tournament
0: I mean just hearing you guys talk about it I mean that makes me excited to to try and qualify for it and uh, and go to it I mean hopefully 2021 is is back to normal and and hopefully I can qualify for it that'd be pretty sweet Do you have anything else for Lance that yeah, I may not have asked or anything that you want to know about him or what he's got going on?
1: Yeah, no, we're good.
0: Lance, so uh, this part is is what I'm calling the shameless plug. You know, do you have any sponsors? If you do, you know, who are they and why have you chosen to be a part of them? If you if you don't have any, I mean, who would be a, a dream sponsor for you?
2: I do have uh, Kessel Rods. That's one of my... My top ones, uh, if you've not ever picked up one of the rods before, just try it once. You'll be hooked. Um, I like the way they run their company, and they've been pretty good to me. Of course, Bonafide, I'm on the team with them now. Um, Just sit in one of them once, and you'll be hooked on it also. (laughs) Um, Croc Gator baits, um, that's the only buzz bait I will throw. Uh, Of course, i got some other stuff, too, that you'll – You'll enjoy, um, Amphibia Eye Gear, uh, I picked them cause they were a, about the only sunglass I know that, um, I don't have to worry about sinking if I drop them in the water, which I've lost lots of them that way. Um, and I would like to, uh, of course have any other sponsors that would be interested in. Uh, getting into the, the kayak industry, I mean, it's it's something that uh, I think is going to be here to stay and get bigger.
0: So, who would be your uh, your dream sponsor? Who would you love to be paired up with?
2: I mean, there's a lot of companies out there. I don't know if there'd be one one big one I would I would pick, but I mean, if Whatever I think would make uh, make it easier for me to compete, I think Coke would probably be a a good one to to be on on board with because it's something I use on and off the water at all times.
0: <laughs> yeah they do make some some sweet apparel um, I really do I like their stuff as well.
1: Hey uh, Lance also I wanted to ask you a question about what was your favorite MoYak tournament from last season? And why, and also what tournament are you looking forward to the most this year?
2: I'd say my favorite one last year was the Bull Shoals tournament. Uh, Didn't win it, but I'd caught so many fish so fast that I actually got a text from Jeff Mellencamp, who I think was judging the tournament and he said, Hey, you know, this isn't MLF, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I had, uh, submitted 19 fish that day of just quarter inching my way up. <laughs> but, um, I'm looking forward to the Warsaw tournament. I've never, uh, determined, I've never f- fished that lake before. So that's another one I kind of want to kind of go see what, how, how it fishes, uh, what it's like, uh, so that's probably my, um, top one I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I think Truman's going to turn out to be a little
1: hidden gem in our schedule that Mm -hmm. a lot of us have missed, have overlooked previously.
2: Yeah, it'll be uh it'll be something that I think it'll offer something for everybody.
1: Yeah, I do too, and I'm actually surprised that you haven't fished that before. Living up there on Lake of the Ozarks and being up there on the Osage River system. Ain't too far that's your like neighbor lake, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I can be there within like forty five minutes.
0: So what do you recommend as far as Truman, Josh? I mean, is there any um, locations or tactics that you would recommend? I mean...
1: Well, i got to be honest. I mean, I'm right there with all of you. I mean, I always, you know, thought that it was a crappie lake. I knew it used to be an awesome bass lake back in the day when the Bassmaster Trail was there, but I haven't fished it in a long time. And the last time I was there, I went up there to catfish. So it's good. Who knows, man? I'm I'm excited about it because I've seen some numbers. I've been looking at some stats from tournaments, and most of the locals just crappie fish there. So this lake has been—it's not very heavily pressured for bass. And you know, as as kayak anglers, that's what we love. We want less pressure. We want to get in places nobody fishes, and we want to catch fish that nobody's ever casted at before. So could get that on Truman.
2: Yeah, I'd say, uh, watch your fins. There's a lot of timber and trees, timber, from what I've heard.
1: <laughs> timber, timber, timber.
0: Well, Lance, again, thank you so much for for being on with us. Appreciate it. Let's get into um, some announcements for the month or for this segment. April online is in full swing. Uh, we got 82 anglers signed up. That's wow. That's wild. Yeah. What is the big
1: big bass pot, uh, Josh? Uh, the big pot, poss- big bass pot, is uh, five hundred and eighty dollars right now. I mean, or five hundred and eighty. I mean, that's huge. Uh, that's that's going to pay out more than first place, <laughs> which tells you. A lot. I mean, wow. So, really, it doesn't matter what you score; you just need the big bass. Yeah, I mean, if you if you are chasing that check, then yeah, you are chasing one good fish. One good fish can make a heck of a payday. So
0: first live event, uh, Lake of the Ozarks, May 16th, Lance, I bet you're looking forward to that one.
2: Yeah. (laughs) If they start biting a little better, I think it will hit it about right though. I think we'll be hitting just a perfect pre-spawn.
0: You know, Josh, with all this, uh, COVID-19 stuff going on, I mean, if, if we have to reschedule Lake of the Ozarks, when do you think that'll fall?
1: You know, it's really hard to say at this point in time. Um, There are so many variables involved. If I had to give you an answer right now, I would say that if we cannot be at Lake of the Ozarks, and even if we can't do an online captain's meeting, which I don't see that happening, I I really think Lake of the Ozarks is, we're going to be fine. We're going to be good to go for that. But if if it happens, we're going to have to cancel it. It it won't be rescheduled. Yeah. So, I mean, I pushed everything back as far as I can. I mean, we're looking at May 16th right now for Lake of the Ozarks. Um, The state is calling for reevaluations on April 24th, April or April 15th, April 24th. And now May 15th, we've got all these dates thrown out there at us, but um. So everything is pushed back after those dates. So May 16th, we should be able to go. Um, But if we can't, we're going to have to cancel it. I I mean, we just can't fit it in. There's just no way to fit it back in the schedule. I mean, we've already moved everything back. We've got Lake of the Ozarks and we've got Table Rock all at the end of May. So... If We we can't really go back any farther without starting to make cancellations. Yeah, it's starting to get really busy between all the tournaments. Mm-hmm. I mean, I already moved Bull Shoals back to September to make some more room. So, I mean, we can't just keep pushing tournaments back. So, we're eventually going to have to start canceling. And so, hopefully, they let us get back to where we can do this and get back to normal soon. But, worst case scenario... Lake of the Ozarks will not be rescheduled. It will be canceled. Okay. Well, let's get into the March online.
0: We just wrapped that up. Um, let's talk, talk about some uh, performances. Uh, finishing up in sixth place, uh, Dave Program, he had 92.5 inches. Uh, up next in fifth was Jeff Mellencamp, ninety three and three-quarter inches, and he is fishing in one of my favorite spots. And honestly, I've been skunked the last few times I've been up there, and it's been really disappointing. But anyways, um, Christopher Moyer, 94-and-a-quarter inches. Uh, Jared Fosno. Jared Fosno came out hot in March. Um, I think he was sitting in 97 for, for most of the month. Is that not correct, Josh?
1: Yeah, I think. And since we started these online. Christopher, Moyer, and Jared, they've just been nailing it every month. So this is nothing new to them to be at the top.
0: Uh, Jeff Hook, number two spot, 98.5, um, which I think Jared and Jeff, I think they're in the same area, kind of fish the same lakes. I don't know if they're fishing the same spots or not, but I think they're both up there in that you know Truman area. I don't know if they're fishing Truman or not, but um, I think they're both up in that area. And then Richie, out of nowhere, 109 inches and three quarter. Um, what between two days, I think, is what he caught all his fish in. Is that correct, Josh?
1: Yeah, he, he just went fishing for two days and that's what he caught.
0: Who needs 31 days when you only have two good ones? Big bass coming in at 23 and three quarter, which is Richie Richie's fishes, also. Um, guy just killed it this month.
1: Yeah, that's insane. That's that's the second highest monthly total ever in missouri and that's the second biggest bass ever caught in a, in a kayak tournament in missouri and just barely barely by both of them i mean tommy probes has a total record for 110 and three quarters so he missed it by one inch and then big bass that belongs to uh jeff MillenCamp, 24 inches and so he missed that by just a quarter so I mean, yeah, that that's just insane. Those those are huge numbers for Missouri, but it also shows you the quality of lakes that we have in this area and the type of fish that can be caught.
0: Yeah, it's 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 great for Richie. I think he was definitely due for for a win, and, and I think I think we'll try and bring him on next week as as one of our next episodes. Um, let's get in our sponsors. Um, a couple sponsor highlights I have is is Bass Mogul. I mean, Josh, tell us about Bass Mogul. What do they have going on?
1: Oh, Bass Mogul has been a very good supporter of MoYAC, and they have provided our state championship trophies now last year and for this year as well. I don't know if you saw the, the trophy last year; they were great, it they was, were awesome. Uh, it was it was about as it was bigger than our angler of the year, so I mean, <laughs> it was a huge trophy. So, yeah. And they got a great line of apparel and they're all about helping out the anger. Go check out Bass Mogul on bassmogul.com. They are a, and not only that, but you know, Jeff Mellencamp, he's our DJ. He's our DJ Jazzy Jeff. He's there for every tournament to help us announce all the awards. So let's throw him some work and love too.
0: Uh, Our next sponsor, Geico Springfield uh, covering all your stuff. They offer um, insurance for your kayak for uh, you know your your personal belongings they i believe they came on last year correct
1: oh uh, yes they they were a huge supporter of moyak last year and they, they're still on board this year too and we're very grateful for that and one of the cool things that they offer is that you can get all of your gear insured you can get your kayak insured you can get your fishing tackle your rods you can get it all insured so give them a call at your uh Geico agent in Springfield is Chad Assel. so give him a call and they can give you a free quote right over the phone. So, being able to insure your gear is something that's pretty cool because not a lot of guys think about it. But as we start to upgrade and spend a lot more money on our stuff, that becomes important.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, some of these guys have you know thousands of dollars put in their kayak, and and to be able to keep them safe whether they're on or off the water, it's just peace of mind right there. And, and for Geico to to be able to cover that stuff is is awesome.
1: Yeah, and you know, given that peace of mind too. That's what leads us into RoboHawk as well because RoboHawk tethers give you that peace of mind on the water because you don't want to lose any of this gear while you're out there. I mean, during a kayak tournament, being able to photograph that fish is half the battle and you know, you don't want to drop your phone in the water, you don't want to lose your pliers in the water, you don't want to drop anything. So, if you've got these tethers You can keep everything attached to yourself and it works perfectly. And Robohawk has those tethers for everything. I mean, I've I've got a a set on my scissors, on my pliers, on my uh, fish grips, you know, my phone, everything's tethered. And they even make colors to match your kayak too. So we're really glad to be a part of Robohawk and Robohawk really helps us. And and that gear helps us be successful on the water. So that's important too.
0: Moyak would definitely like to thank you know bass mogul geico and rubber hawk uh thank you for being a part of our team thank you for believing in us and and being a great sponsor and, and guys you know like josh and i have talked about on the on our last episode you know all these guys are are hooking us up with with discounts with with promo codes with with other stuff that can you know help you while you're on the water just as much as they want to you know, be your main product. Um, they also want to partner up with clubs and, and show the love too, which is awesome. So uh, don't forget to go to their websites, you know, get on the MoYak Facebook page, um, check check the, the discount codes, make sure to show them some love. Um, we can't we can't do it without the sponsors. I mean, just every tournament that I went to last year, walking away with something, you know, that was a great feeling. I could have skunked for the day, but walking away with some, some swag or some Robohawk leashes or, or you know, some, some Geico koozie koozie co- you know coolers whatever i mean it was great it was, a, it was a great time lance seriously man thank you so much for being on uh really appreciate it i hope that you tear it up this year i hope i do a little bit better than you but i still hope you tear it up man
2: <laughs> yeah thanks for having me we'll see you on uh water somewhere
0: yeah definitely hopefully we'll see you guys on lake of the ozarks it it'll be a good time josh man thank you so much for being on here as well Um, what else you got for
1: us, Josh? Oh, I think that's about it. I mean, it's business as usual right now. The online's a go. We're looking at some pretty huge numbers, so we just want to remind everybody to, you know, follow the guidelines that are out there. You know, I, I posted on our Facebook group a few suggestions. Um, you know, I'm no doctor, but I would suggest, you know, avoid you know, gas stations and fast food places, if you're going to travel to, you know, go to fish for these online tournaments, pack pack your lunch at home, pack your snacks at home. And then, um, you know, gas stations can be a big place to spread germs too. So if you're really worried about it, just avoid these high-risk places. Go fishing. You know, you're just fine out on the water, but take precautions and be safe. We really don't know where, where this is going, but we know we can do our part to try and be safe. So I just want
0: to, that. you know, do whatever you have to do to be safe out there. You know, of course, fishing's a little a little easier cause you're out there on your own, but you know, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, just, you know, be, be mindful, be thinking of where you're at and and, and what you got going on.
1: Yeah. I think The biggest part with us would be at boat ramps. I mean, but with this, with a lot of the state shutting down right now, I expect a lot of the boat ramps to be empty But you know, that's an area where people can get congested. I mean, anglers like us, you know, people in our situations looking to get on the water. So, you know, if there's a lot of people at the boat ramp, just hang out, calm down, wait, and then launch when everybody's gone. But other than that, we should be just fine. I haven't seen or heard any other recommendations that outdoor activities are bad. So we're good.
0: Well, again, guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, Lance, Josh, thank you guys. Hopefully we can keep this going. We're looking at uh, you know an episode every week, get the word out, get the announcements out, bring on anglers that have, have done well or doing well, and just see what MoYak is all about. Really, it comes down to you guys. Um, you, the anglers, are making this show great, making MoYak great, and and we appreciate it. We're, we're glad, to, glad to, to have you here and, and glad for the 2020 season. Um, Josh Lance, like I said, thank you guys so much for being on here. Make sure and check out the first episode. Josh and I talked to sit down and talk about uh, how to get signed up, how to join the club, what all we got going on for 2020. We're glad that you guys are a part of this. Thanks guys.